This has to go. This has to go in the header show. <laughs> There's something in my pants. That's great. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of the Ruby Rogues podcast. Uh, this week on our panel, we have Aaron Patterson back. Hello. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> yeah, he has smart stuff to tell us. Wait, is this is this the Ruby Rogues podcast? Yeah, I thought I thought this is, I thought this is the Ruby Rouge podcast. No hangups, no hangups. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find an Avon person and send you some. Yeah, hang, hang on, I just need to apply my eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we also have on our panel Avdi Grimm. Hello. Woo! Just uh, you. You have a new book that's in alpha or beta or gamma or delta or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, try, I'm working on this thing called Objects on Rails, which is about um, applying sort of classic object-oriented thought to Rails programs. Cool. Well, where do you go to get that? My weblog, avdi.org slash devblog. Ooh, make it hard. All right. We also have David Brady from Shiny Systems. I'm actually here this week, and I've got dumb things to say. What? It, has anyone heard from from Dave? All right. So, uh, are you hiring people, Dave? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yes. Um, it's it's that time of year, I guess, um, and everything's just going crazy. I've got more work than I can do, and so. Uh, we're looking. We're doing a lot of Rails rescue pro- projects right now, and they're you know you come in, you fix somebody's server, and you go. You know people people that have very specific pain points and really crappy code. It's awesome. Sounds like fun. Are you looking for contractors or employees? I'm looking for contractors right now. Okay. Um, also on our podcast we have Josh Susser. Oh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, and I guess his company was featured on TechCrunch, which is kind of cool. You want to tell us a little about that? Oh, I wouldn't call it featured. I mean, the news isn't that we were on TechCrunch. The news is that we got into the Rock Health Accelerator program for our startup. And, and uh, I will I will now reveal the name of our startup. startup. It's Cognitive Health Innovations. Uh, there's really no information about it online yet. Uh, however, um, uh, th- there will be a launch rock page where you can sign up and get information at some point soon. Cool. And I just want to thank you for for not naming your startup something like like Bloopley or something like that. <laughs> well, that, we, we were going to, but that was taken. I was going to oh, say you, I'm going to go register Bloopley.com. You could have you could have done something like Nutter or Crazer with no e, you know, like N U T T R. Okay, I I am going to fly to Utah and slap you now, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to sit here and deserve it. <laughs> And I'm Charles Maxwood from Teach Me to Code. Um, yeah, working on a few things here, and I'm also looking for contractors. Uh, so, yeah, you can you can email Dave. Dave is it Dave at shinybit.com? It's D Brady. D Brady at shinybit.com, and I'm Chuck at teachmetocode.com. So, if, if you're looking, we're looking too. Yep. Look for me first, because I'm better. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the topic today. We're talking about benchmarking and profiling, um, and uh, 
I don't know, to start us off, I, I kind of want to uh, talk about uh, maybe benchmarking first, since it, to me, seems a little bit simpler. There's a benchmarking uh, piece of the core libraries for Ruby. Is anyone an expert on that? Because I've, I've only used it for, like, how long does this take and how long does that take? And then the numbers are littler on one than the other, so I like it better. <laughs> hey, hey, it's been a while before since we've done this. Let's define benchmarking. I was about to call for a definition, Ooh. yes. <laughs> okay, I, nice. Well, well, since I called for it, maybe you can supply it. Okay. Um, so swallow, for, swallow first. So I, I'm eating breakfast. It's it, it's really sad. Um, we have Christmas candy in the house, and uh, as we were starting the call, I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! I have to go to the bathroom." And I walked past, and I grabbed a handful of chocolate-covered raisins, and I'm eating these as I'm sitting in the bathroom, and I realized this is what a no-op is. Um, so benchmarking is where you take some operation, and you you uh, you test to see how long it, it takes. You uh, you basically it, you grab something in isolation, and often, usually, what you do in benchmarking is you do something over and over and over again. You repeat it like ten thousand times because often the thing you, that you're measuring only takes a few microseconds or a few milliseconds. It's down it's down inside the Planck constant of what it takes to run, uh, you know, of what Ruby can measure for timing. So you do it like ten thousand times and see, you know, it, it's like big O notation, right? Let's if we make if we make O large enough. Or if we make n large enough, then eventually we'll start to see this thing, the performance begin to degrade, and so we can, you know, compare two algorithms this way. Um, versus profiling, which is where you take the entire system, which is this big, complicated, hairy mess, and you do the same kind of thing, except that you basically are running it under some kind of thing that times everything, every function entry, every function exit. And uh, profiling then lets you see where am I spending the, the most of my time, what are my operations take have the most latency, which is uh, a little bit different than spending the most time in something. Um, and profiling is and benchmarking, benchmarking are very, very similar. Benchmarking is where you try to find out which algorithm is the fastest by, by swapping them in and out. And profiling is where you try to take a very complex compound thing and say, what is the thing, where am I spending my time here? You know, which piece of this is the most time? And if you've got a really big, hairy, long uh, initialization loop that only runs once at the beginning of your program, and you've got another loop that is, you know, that runs every single page load, you really want to focus on the page load because that's the thing that's costing you the most down the line. Okay. And now, and now we know. Don't ask Dave for definitions. <laughs> I have never thought about it this hard. Wow. <laughs> so, that, that, that was directly out of Encyclopedia Brady Tanica. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, the, the Gospel according to Dave. Yeah. Right. And 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 I and my uh, my takeaway from that is that it's not for amateurs, or at least building the tools is not for amateurs. So it's like you know you're when when Dave was talking about getting in the Planck constant or whatever the you know get, 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 getting down to the fine resolution of things. I think that there's a lot of, of timing things you can do that um, give you a very coarse screen measurement. Oh, my tests took 32 seconds to run my suite. That's pretty easy to measure just you know at the terminal. But uh, when you start getting into code, you need some decent tools to help you ma make sense of what's going on because there is so much complexity involved in measuring what's going on accurately. Can I? I, I have to get something off my chest. Please. Um, uh, so so. 
one thing one thing that's really important to me like i think that i think that um maintainable code is much more important than fast code and i i kind of worry because i'm afraid that we have all these benchmarking tools and us as nerds like we love to measure things and i really think that like measuring the speed of some particular piece of code is much easier to do than measuring its maintainability so it really worries me that people focus a lot on speed and not on maintainability. So you know, that, I had that, to get that off my chest. That is brilliant, and I feel very strongly the same way. And what we ought to do is come up with a hybrid benchmark, which is where I hand you a piece of code, and I say, tell me how long it takes you to understand this. Go. WTFs per minute. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing, honestly, the thing I've found is that as you get into it, like, if you... The more maintainable your code is, like if you write nice, clean, maintainable code, it's probably also fast, right? Yes. Yeah, I think like, that's I think that's almost always true. I want to I want to just it, pick one little bone with you, and that is that sometimes the code is too slow, but that's yes. really the only benchmark that matters as far as time. If it's fast enough, then optimizing it at the expense of maintainability doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Yes. Well, and even even if it's slow, if you have if you have nicely modular code, um, it's often a lot easier to take that and um, and make it fast than it is to take some code that somebody wrote only to be fast, which may or may not may not have succeeded, and then make it modular. I have a saying that I love to bandy about, which is that it is far easier to optimize correct code. Than it is to correct optimized code. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Very very true. <laughs> but but yeah, at the same time, I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of you know interest. You know, I have two things that you know are syntactically correct. They're pretty easy to read. I want to know which one's faster. So you slap a benchmark.bm do around it. You run it, and you figure out which one's faster. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I derailed everything. I just had to like. I don't think that was a derail. No, I think it's a derail, Aaron. There's, there's, there's two things that that I wanted to get off my chest today, and that was one of them. And the other one is is especially in a thing about pen- benchmarking and profiling is you gotta measure. Yeah. If you if you go in and and you replace, you know, you're using the hash inject, you know, using inject to build up a hash. Which was slow in one eight seven, but it's fast again in one nine two. Um, if you if you go in and change that from a single line inject to a five line loop that's building up and accreting this hash, and you don't measure it, um, if it seems faster but you don't have a measurement, the only thing you know I'm stealing. This is a quote directly from Steve McConnell. I can't take credit for this, but if you if you don't measure it. The only thing you know for sure is that you made the code harder to read. Right. Yeah, that is, is I mean, so it, very true. Yeah, if you don't, well, if you don't measure anything, you can't. I mean, you can't tell that you've improved anything without measuring it, right? Which is why, which is why I think like a lot of programmers focus on speed is because that's pretty easy to measure. Yeah. Well, the the thing that kills me is that so many programmers focus on speed, but they won't measure speed. 
like they will abandon an entire architecture. Oh, we can't do this with 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 uh, service oriented stuff because it'll be too slow. And I always, uh, yeah. I, I just, I just come back and I say, wait, 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 wait. How slow is too slow? And is this that slow? Yes or no? Yeah. And 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 they never have an answer to how slow is too slow, which means it's fast enough. So so this ju- this uh, kind of leads into another question that I wanted to ask and that is is when is when when do you want to benchmark or measure cuz I mean some things aren't worth measuring and in in other cases they are I I'm hearing you know if you have a specification for speed then then that may be something you want to measure are there other other instances or things that you want to uh, make sure that you're measuring in your code I don't know typically when I do whenever I do benchmarks on stuff it's Typically, because like, well, it's just, you know, I, I don't, I can't say that I do benchmarks preemptively. Most of the time, it's in reaction to something that's just too slow. Like I'm just doing something and it's too slow, or you know, we're serving up requests and the request is just too slow. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. So, but you've touched on the key thing that you ha- you're doing discovery based profiling right you you actually have you may not have a hard metric for what too slow is but you know it's too slow yes. right you yeah. type ra- you type rails.c and you have to wait 17 seconds that's too slow yes and um, when i run when i run rspec spec um, it takes you know if it takes more than 7 seconds i call that my twitter limit um, which is the amount of time it takes me to get distracted from what i'm doing and go check twitter and if my spec suite does not run in under seven seconds, it's too slow. And okay, well that's a hard bench- benchmark. We need to get this thing to run in under seven seconds. You know, it makes you know it makes me laugh is like I think I think as I'm you know progressing forward in my career, my attention span is getting shorter and shorter because I don't tell anybody this. I know this is on a podcast, but don't tell anybody this. <laughs> I used to be I used to be a Java programmer. Oh my God. Nobody, nobody listens to this podcast. It's just us. Good, 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 good. So I was so, gonna go. <gasps> <laughs> and and builds would take builds. Just building the code would take five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then starting the stupid app, starting the stupid server would take five to ten minutes. And now we're complaining about seven seconds. <laughs> I love it. Right. I think I love it's it. an awesome problem. I'm like, yes, oh, I, seven I remember. I remember those days. I've. I. I. Yes, I was taken prisoner and forced to work as a slave in those mines at my at one point myself. And um, yeah, we we had a we had a, a CI server, and and we had a rigid testing benchmark that your unit tests on the for the entire Java suite for the entire thing end to end. Your tests must run in under thirty minutes. <laughs> There you yeah. go. Yeah. So you know, you know, we're laughing, but you know, there's plenty of people who still have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I, I find it interesting that you know we were talking about the speed in our code, and you know, a lot of times we're thinking specifically on like the user end, the response time, and things. And here we're talking about startup times and testing times and things like that, which are also important when we're talking about speed. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, anything <clears throat> you're a consumer of your own code in that way. And any consumption, if it takes too long, should should be uh, you know measured and, and analyzed. Okay. So, so, so let's talk about benchmarking in particular for a moment, the, you know, since right. that's half the topic. So so there, there's the standard benchmark um, 
library built into Ruby's standard library. And uh, is there anyone here who hasn't used that? So yeah, I mean it's it's incredibly easy to to use. You just require the the benchmark library. What is it called? BM. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. a great name. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I think it's just benchmark. David, did you say benchmark. something about that? These, yeah. these chocolate benchmark. covered raisins are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. So it's the benchmark library and the um, the it just gives you some simple timing tools that you you give it a block. And it will report the uh, performance of that block, how long it took by running it repeatedly. You can tell it how many iterations to do. It, and uh, you know, Mike, I made that comment earlier about uh, benchmarking isn't for amateurs. It, it, you know, I used to say uh, memory management isn't for amateurs. Uh, so that's why we invented garbage collectors, right? So benchmarking is much the same. It, you know, there's a lot of stuff that seems obvious about it, but there's a lot of subtlety. And it's it's really good to use a, a package that can help you with your benchmarking because they've probably uh, done some things to avoid some of the the stupid and obvious mistakes that you can make, like um, like you don't want to test the time that it takes for the uh, the control structure of the looping that kind of thing. Or right, and the, and and they they make it easy, or that library makes it easy to to run it a zillion times and and then take the average. <clears throat> Have right. you guys seen Have you guys seen Evan Phoenix's um, benchmark sweet gem? No, no. Tell oh. us about it. Okay, so this one, uh, uh, it's it's similar to the benchmark, you know, similar to the benchmark uh, thing from standard library, except that one thing I really like about it is you give it the syntax is almost the same. You just give it a block and it runs some code. But what's cool is you just give it the block and it it runs the code and it gives you back a measurement of iterations per second versus how long did this take total? So you could take oh. two different algorithms and then just plug it in there and say, well, you know, how many, you know, how many times could I execute this block in one second? So you could or actually I think the default time is five seconds. So it runs a block for five seconds and then you're able to see which one could actually run and what is their uh, what is their deviation and stuff like that. That's it's a very useful tool. So I you should look for that. I think that's interesting because it's basically the inverse of what you usually see, which is seconds per iteration. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, well, it's nice because when you run when you run with Benchmark from Standard Library, you always have to figure out: Well, do I run this five thousand times? Do I run right. this ten thousand yeah. times, and mm -hmm. you don't have to figure that out anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it normalizes the performance measurement. Yeah. Yes. Remember, though, that, that everything the system does for you, the system also does to you. Um, the, the, the ability to uh, plug in your benchmark and say, I want to run this 10,000 times versus I want to run this 10 times is that, you know, a really long running web scrape thing, 10 is actually going to be enough time. You know, it's going to take you 90 seconds to run this thing 10 times. And so that's enough to settle out the thing. But yeah, if it's if you're injecting up a hash with three keys, you're going to need to run this ten thousand or a hundred thousand times before it will settle. Yeah, or in our case, injecting yeah. up the the rogues with caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's also the worry that um, benchmarks lie, and the yeah. there you got to be really careful. It's like, so people can uh, sort of deceptively craft their benchmarks to make their code seem faster or more performant or more <laughs> worth you paying them lots of money. Uh, and mm -hmm. people can inadvertently uh, kind of mess up their benchmarking uh, without intending to. 
and and one of the one of the um, my early experiences with benchmarking was trying to get a handle on the performance of a small talk virtual machine, and we were comparing uh, different. Um, different virtual machines and I remember that somebody had come out with a new virtual machine and it, and it was one of the, the first pieces of software around that used uh, what we now call just-in-time compilation where it would you know, take a small talk method that was in bytecodes and compile it to a bunch of machine code and then cache that around and hmm. uh, you know, so that, that's a very common technique now but that was uh, developed by um, uh, Peter Deutsch for uh, small talk virtual machine and now it's used everywhere. Uh, so we're running the standard Smalltalk benchmark suite for you know the VM performance around that, and it was crazy how much slower it was. And that's because the um, the Smalltalk suite ran a whole bunch of different methods in series. One time. Yeah, it would run each method one time, and then at the end of that thing, it would go and do it all again. So if you took that benchmark suite and you turned it on its ear, so that it took the you know each method and ran it ten thousand times. And then did that in series. You got a completely different um, measurement of the performance of this virtual just, machine. Is, oh, no, is anybody? Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna say, is anybody besides Josh here? Uh, I can pick on Josh because he and I are old farts. But is anybody else here old enough to remember wet stones and dry stones? <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So these were benchmarks that were that were for CPUs for two eighty six CPUs, three eighty six, the four eighty six. And what they found is like the the 486 uh, CPU came out and it just blew the doors off all the benchmarks. And the reason it was was because the engineers at AMD and Intel and uh, Cyrix, uh, back when they were still a company, um, they all sat down and looked at these benchmarks and said, how can we kick ass on these benchmarks? And they redesigned the CPU to fix the benchmarks. So like all of a sudden, like, like L2 cache appeared. You know, came into existence specifically so that we could branch code and hold the entire benchmark in cache on the CPU. Because it turns out that we spent all of our time fetching crap out, you know, fetching code out of memory. And yeah, so benchmarks are BS. Um, <laughs> the other, the other really obvious benchmarking mistake you will make is by uh, printing your benchmark uh, results uh, to the terminal, um, which uh, you know, you basically say, oh, this run took. The, you know, it, on each run, you say this took 0.03 microseconds. This took 0.06 microseconds. I got news for you. If you are printing something to the terminal, um, you are going your your benchmarker is and and the code under test is going to spend all of its time printing to the terminal. Yeah. <laughs> the the yeah, other now, thing that now measured how long it takes to print to the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> how long does it take you to do your job and tell me about it? Yeah. It takes the, longer. It, it's easy. It's easier done than said. <laughs> well, the other the other thing to keep in mind with with benchmarks is um, is is that it's still pretty easy to mislead yourself um, in a couple of ways. Um, I mean, if it's a benchmark over a really broad, uh, you know, a whole lot of code, um, if you run that, you see that it's that it's slow. Um, you may still um, you may still come to a, a very wrong conclusion about. Why it's slow? And as a matter of fact, one of my general rules for 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 optimizing is, um, you know, whatever the reason you think that the code is slow, you're almost certainly wrong. I, I've you know gone done done this so many times. You know, may come up with a hypothesis about about why the code is slow after benchmarking it, and then um, you know, and then rewrote it 
to address that issue and then discovered that, oh, it wasn't the algorithm after all. It was actually just a really slow database connection or, you know, something stupid like that. Um, okay, but you, uh, you, you profiled, you tried something new, and then you profiled again, right? Well, well, so so I'm I'm kind of making the distinction there between the the benchmarking and the profiling because, okay. um, and 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 you know another way you can a, a sort of related way you can get into into trouble is okay you see that the overall request is slow, and then you benchmark and then you 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 make a hypothesis about oh well I I've been kind of suspicious that this algorithm that I'm using in this one place is slow anyway so I'm going to just go ahead jump in and benchmark that algorithm mm -hmm. and. And you find a way to double the speed of that algorithm, but then the overall, the overall um, uh, request time doesn't go down at all because it turns out that actually that algorithm was down in the noise, um, yeah. performance-wise, and and you should have been looking for something else. And so that's yeah. that's um, you know that's where you really have to um, you have to force yourself to 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 profile and and look at what is actually. Um, causing the issues, and, and you have yes. to you have to learn how to read the profile or output because it's not always obvious. And, and you might be thinking, "Oh, all of my program time is being spent in each. Each must be really, really slow." Um, <laughs> Damn and, that each! Yeah, I mean, if if you if you if you've ever run, you know, if you've ever looked at output from RubyProf, uh, you may have at one point thought, "Wow, each must be the slowest the slowest thing in the entire time." <laughs> it's because because, but it's you know what you're actually looking at. If you look at the at the numbers carefully, each itself isn't taking that much time. It's just that pretty much everything that your program does is inside yeah, a loop somewhere. There's a there's another block of of time that's really big and it's almost as big as each, and it comes right after each in the profile list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we we've kind of crossed the line into profiling. What what tools do you guys use for profiling? RubyProf. Well, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I use. RubyProf. I use RubyProf. Um, I use. I don't use the profiler that's built into Ruby because it's way too slow. Uh, I use. The, I have a real stupid question for you, Aaron. Yes. Um, are you talking about tools for one eight or one nine? Uh, because both? the last time I checked. Now, granted, I'm a luddite, and it was six months ago. The last time I checked, you couldn't profile in Ruby one nine, or yeah, maybe you it's. Can. Or maybe it's maybe it's code coverage you can't get you can't get line number code coverage anymore. Oh, you can. Yeah, actually, one nine has code coverage built in. Really? Yeah. Okay, 